everyone. Welcome to the show. Tonight, we're talking about Ahsoka streaming on Disney Plus. And what episode was in the movie theaters? Will the end also end up in the theater? Who knows? Tonight, to talk about our very young Clone Wars and Rebels aficionado, Doc Chris. That's right. Here with all of my hermit crab friends. Yeah. And all their funky little language. And speaking of funky, I am your host, Bad Kitty Sergio. Guys, when we last left off, we had an incredible episode with also some shiny key jangling. We had Anakin, Anakin Skywalker up here in front of Snips as she went in between the world between worlds after Balin Scully yeeted her off the stage. Pow! KO! <laughs> and sent her to the world between worlds where she learned her last lesson from her former master, Anakin Skywalker. This episode, we are seeing what happened to Sabine Wren uh, in the aftermath of her giving the map to Balin Scroll and her going off with uh, Morgan Elspeth into this new planet. Man, what a what a spooky planet, Chris. We come up on this thing and he's talking about, yeah, this is where the Purgles go to die. It's actually a graveyard. And we get this beautiful like shot of what looks like a like a like a Saturn, desaturated Saturn with mm -hmm. rings, but the rings are actually the bones of the Purgle. I was like, ooh, spooky. That's dark. Bro, that's, that some, uh, that's some hyenas from uh from the Lion King shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the Shadowlands. The elephant graveyard. <laughs> Dude, beautiful visuals. I'm like, damn, they are cooking over here. Uh, we, we go up onto the Eye of Sion with Morgan Elspeth and the new Dark Jedi. And, and they're like, okay, we're coming up on the planet. Uh, we're getting a signal from the surface. Let's head down there. Boom, we hit down there. We find this dark, with this tall Minas Tirith, this huge <laughs> Isengard Tower. Man, Filoni's really borrowing from everything. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Love to see it though. The, the visuals are, are are striking, absolutely striking. I mean, he's really trying to make this show more more mature, which which I kind of like the tone of it all. Um, you know, uh, and we get to see Chris, uh, some like three beings standing there. The Night Sisters. Chris, the Night Sisters are like uh, are, are an order. They're a mage. Can, can you refresh us for those like myself who don't know, like the Night Sisters? Yeah. So the Night Sisters are. They're also force users, but they use the force in kind of a different way. It's very much like witch magic. They they a lot of times they call them witches um, and they are they kind of had set up residence on um, their homeworld of Dathomir, um, also where like Darth Maul is from. So like, you, you know what Darth Maul with the males look like and a lot of like their counterparts, the females look like these uh these night sisters that, that we see there um and they actually look like um the i believe they're referred to as like the queen mother um who we had um we had seen like the the, the like really powerful night sisters that we see on there uh, in fact one of count dooku's uh apprentices um oh my gosh i'm spacing on her name was actually a nice uh, a night sister um but she friggin ruled. She was also kind of a Sith and it was it was great anyways. Um, they so force users, they just use the force in a very different way, kind of like dark magic kind of tied to the undead. There was a whole big siege of Dathomir that General Grievous uh, had led. And they had a moment where basically the Night Sisters were mostly defeated and they used their magic to have the Night Sisters kind of race from the dead and, and like continue fighting on. But even in the end, it wasn't even enough before they were pretty much all wiped out, which is why there's only like a few of them left over at the moment. Yeah. And a soul ghetto guy, hot goth moms. Wow. <laughs> goth moms. Asajj <laughs> Ventress. God. That's the name. Sorry. I just remembered. Before I forget. Asajj Ventress. Badass apprentice of Count Dooku, who is kicked to the curb 
by Count Dooku and then eventually tries to uh, eventually tries to kill him, but is unsuccessful. Um, but yeah, hot goth mom. Yeah, I really liked uh, Asajj's Adventures. That was a really good. It would have been dope to see her in live action, dude. I just I just want all that stuff. Just hell like, yeah. For the thing, you just go back and make that all, all that live action. It'll be it'll be really great, dude. She I um, mean, she kind of just like drops out. She shows up a little bit in the final season, uh, but then like she just kind of goes into the wind and she would be sick. Also, back in like the uh, she was also kind of first premiered in the uh, the Samurai Jack Clone Wars. Uh, yes. where there's like Count Dooku has like a, a, a contest of a bunch of like just powerful people that he wants to figure out, like basically the winner of this contest, whoever is the last man standing becomes my apprentice and she just wrecks house and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I love that verse. Ah, man, that, that, that's what also like soiled me on like the the the, the animated, the, the 3D <laughs> sort of like Clone Wars because yeah. that version, people who made Samurai Jack made such a badass version of Clone Wars and Star Wars. It was so sick. Like it had, uh, it had a lot of action, a lot of like the really methodical thought out scenes. Like there wasn't really too much dialogue at certain points, mm -hmm. just action. And it was so good. So good. Dude, Grievous was literally a horror movie villain. It was yeah. phenomenal. Like Wait, the best not your version of Grievous. What's going what? on, guys? Also, another incredible podcast of geeks uh, in order, the round table uh, speaking about Star Wars and uh, this. Like, well, I, I got into your Star Wars episode um in the in your in your chat and you guys were having a great conversation i thought i would uh get in there and ask some questions so thank you guys for uh allow me to uh be part of your stream there in the chat that was great uh, i need to look for a bit getting kids to bed but uh yeah not your status quo great group of guys so far <laughs> great group <laughs> of characters um great conversation over there it was a good convo and uh thank you thank you so much you guys were awesome yeah this is this is I, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, thank you guys so much. So we normally stream our uh, geek entertainment podcast on Thursdays around this time, eight or nine Eastern time. And then for the most part, I'm doing like a uh, gaming stream. So I've been doing, we played all of Mortal Kombat campaign. I might get back in there. I was doing Sea of Stars, Starfield. There's so many games. <laughs> There's so many games. It's so insane. But yeah, love seeing you guys here, guys. Give them a follow as well. They had a great conversation and they're uh like Chris into Clone Wars and Rebels. So I was able to ask certain, like, like how I'm asking Chris stuff here, I was able to ask them certain questions. You're able to fill certain things in. So that was great. Thank you guys so much for a good stream. Good stream. Good stream. Good, good bunch of guys there. You know, especially, uh, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> I'm more unfiltered here, but I was trying to be a bit more uh, courteous and cordial when asking, when, you know, poking at Filoni <laughs> and some of the problems <laughs> I had with the, whatever love both clovers and rebels ah see i i couldn't really get into into rebels just because just because the animation right if it if it was if the animation was like arcane i would have watched it all the way through but i just couldn't watch the uh playhouse disney uh nick jr stuff anyway uh <laughs> back to our show all right let's see where we go where did we go so we arrive on the planet in which the purgles used to uh forever sleep and slumber we get over to the, the Minas Tirith Isengard Tower, the <laughs> Dragonstone, if you're a, a Game of Thrones fan. Um, and we get over to uh, this huge tower and we see the Night Sisters standing above it, just waiting for the arrival of Morgan Elspeth and uh, Balin Skull and Shinhati and their prisoner, Sabrine Wren, who was like, we had a deal. We had a deal. I have expected the Balin to say, I've altered the deal. I don't alter it further. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Balin's a great character. And uh, we see that they were expecting them. 
you know, saying how Morgan had to, uh, you know, really, really done their ancestors proud in the night sisterdom. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> uh, where is Grand Animal Third? Ah, he's coming. He's on his way. His, his Uber ride's almost here. Just wait for it. <laughs> He'll be here in just a moment. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's a big planet. I half expected the Chimera to be in space, just above the planet, I guess. But it makes sense mm-hmm. to be, I think, in orbit. You know, you can get out, like, stretch your legs, walk around, see, see what's down there, get resources, I guess. But uh, yeah, I was half expecting them to like pop out of hyperspace and boom, there is there's a chimera. But still, still really, really good intro. Um, Hell yeah. Menacing yeah. when the thing friggin comes in too. Dude. it took its sweet time. And I was like, oh, shit, this is happening. This is an arrival. Dude, d- dude showed up late to the party because he was like, I'm making an entrance. <laughs> also because he had, you know, new set of duds on the chimera. I mean, we got some gold inlay in there because last time uh, the end of Rebels, right? which last episode I watched recently, uh, we had the uh, the rebels going up against the Chimera and the, the force of the mm-hmm. Empire there. His ship took a lot of damage. Ezra, you know, so some of the Purgles, they did a lot more damage to the Chimera, really messed it up to where it looked like it was inoperable and then blasted mm-hmm. off into hyperspace saying everything's up to you and, and you know, so Sabine, I'm counting on you. Uh, and then, pow, that's the last time we saw him. Now it looks like through some of the, some of the resources on this planet, it's rebuilt and it's able to function because you have some sick gold inlay. I was like, damn, yeah. it's about to be a hot toy. It's about to be a collector's item. People are like, yo, give me that gold chimera. Let it come, <laughs> let it come through. And I loved how it came down on top of the tower, Chris. That was, <laughs> that was so slick. I was like, yo, okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely incredible. But uh, Chris, what was it like for you before we get into, you know, uh, him walking in, seeing the mm-hmm. chimera again? What, what was that like? What was your reaction? I was like, Wait a minute. I really expected. I know I talked about last week. I was like, I hope they don't do this. But I was definitely like 60 percent sure like Thrawn wasn't going to show up to the very last episode. So Same. like seeing seeing that ship come in, I was like, oh, shit, it's happening now. Like they, they didn't waste much time getting to this point. And it was like, all right, we're here. OK, it was badass. Loved it. Dude, absolutely insane. I saw some reactions from Rebels fans like, oh. Ah, just heads exploding brain matter on the walls just mind altering just absolute crazy reactions in the uh, pleasure centers of the brain so here it comes we got all the troopers standing around and look I mean, damn what happened to them i mean i didn't realize they're all jacked up that bad to where they had to use the planet's resources to, to rebuild their armor they all had like gold mm-hmm. and red inlay which i love they look almost like like roman legionnaires with like his yeah. new lead guy enoch if you guys like yeah. You know, Google like a Roman Empire masks. It looks like like a Legionnaire mask. I was like, what the hell's going on here? We're, we're trying to do some Roman Empire type thing. Okay. Filoni Almost like a gladiator. History. I was like, is Ridley yeah. Scott in this thing right now? <laughs> Where's Russell Crowe? He's going to pop out the side. He's going to pop out and be like, I'm... <laughs> he's actually the second, he's the first Lieutenant Stormtrooper in there. Oh my God. I've been thinking like Sabine using for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it was great. So Sabine's there. She, she She's bound up and she's like, yo, where's where's Ezra? We had a deal. They, they sent her downstairs with a little thing. She's like, oh man, what's going to happen to me? Thrawn uh, walks into the chanting of the troopers, which I thought was uh, fun and cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this? We're all like cheering Thrawn. <laughs> like, what is this? Ha- like, is that a command? Does Thrawn just have his, have his boys just cheer for him? Hell yeah. You know, just uh, all right. All right. I'm, I'm going to cool entrance, guys. When I come out, just cheer for me. OK, it's going to look really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, guy himself over the shoulder shot. See him walking mm-hmm. up, walking in, and then we see him himself. Chris says someone who has watched this this guy 
animated mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, same voice actor, the Nick Mickelson's mm-hmm. man. The Mickelson's are a good, good breed of actors, man. I mean, Lars Mickelson's uh, like uh, just any of the mix. It's like I just need a really terrifying Eastern European looking dude. Um, <laughs> bring me either of the Mickelson's. We got this. Yeah, but seeing him over the years, man, what was it like seeing him live action in the flesh? <laughs> Boom, there he is on the screen. Um, honestly, it looked like they went, did they just shoot this in black and white and then colorize it? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yo, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I was like am I some, watching Sin City? Yeah, there was some sort of like, I don't know, was there a technique they used? Because some of his skin looked like uh, a black and white effect where they put the color over it. You know, yeah, it, it, you can it, see it hints felt- of like grayish and dark. I was like, huh? Yeah, it didn't look like it doesn't doesn't look like he's wearing makeup. Maybe he was like, I'm not wearing makeup for this. It's not happening. Like, <laughs> I'm no not I'm standing the day. I'm no. not blueing myself. Um, yeah, that was kind of felt like a little bit of the wind out of the sails. And I was like, oh, man, I like literally it, it looks like a camera trick more than it looks like uh, a terrifying character. Well, like whatever. Then he opens his mouth and he's like, oh, shit, it's thrown. He's just throning right now. He's just so, throning. Just he's just throning right now. Hard, hard throning, hard throning. And like uh, not your status quo pointed out, when Sabine's down there in the cell, she tries to use the force on the door. I love how Filoni's like baiting if she is or is not for it. Can she, can she not use the force? What, what, what are we doing? Thank here? God. Thank God it wasn't actually like, oh yeah, she's doing it. I, again, I, I, want, I want to get out of this with, with no force usage by Sabine. She can try all she wants, but I don't want it. I don't want I th- it. I, th- I think the last episode, she's going to get it. I think the last episode, Florence going to be like, listen, all my characters are special. I am rubbing my nipples right now. Mm, <laughs> look at my creations. All my characters are special. They all have the force. For- Hera like, is force sensitive now. She can hear lightsabers in the worlds between worlds. Like, so Sabine has the force. All my characters are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a nerd, but Dave Filoni is a nerd. Oh, my God. I think he's going to do it. I think in the last episode, we're going to see something where she saves somebody or does something and then like she's going to have the force. He's teasing it too much. He's teasing it too much to running expectations for there not to be a payoff because all the Sabine TikTok Stan accounts are screaming for her to have the force. They are salivating for their queen to have the force. I mean, if you've seen these fan accounts, they're absolutely, they're like, follow me, please. Come on, give it to us. Give it to us, you coward. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Insane. Listen, Oof. she's a badass Mandalorian. We saw her kick some ass as a Mandalorian. It's like, why bo- Why are we giving her a lightsaber? Like, why bother? It's literally slowing her down. She's literally at her best when she's not using the lightsaber. Yeah, until what happens later on the episode. So uh, Thrawn mm. comes in and man, hearing that voice, absolutely incredible. It sent goosebumps throughout the Star Wars fandom who, who watched the animated. Everyone who doesn't know who he is from being a live action fan was like, ooh, we get it now. We, we get it. This is the mm. guy. He is a problem. You know, especially the like, it's it's the way he methodically talks, right? Like, like the scariest person is the one in the room who doesn't scream or, mm. ah, you know, it's the one who will speak to you in a tone being like, oh, this guy can wreck some shop <laughs> if he wanted yeah. to. This person is dangerous because someone who has actual strength doesn't need to exert themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if anyone knows anyone who's done like uh, martial arts, MMA, fighters like jujitsu, like I, I know a couple of guys and like they in a, in a bar situation never have to yell, never have to because they know they can handle shit and they always like just and w- when it comes down to it, like they're always just like, hey, listen, I'm just trying to have my beer chill out like that kind of, <laughs> that kind of that kind of strength and emerald thrawn exudes that like crazy so um he, he comes through and i wonder he's 
cultivating some resource that's mm-hmm. there on the planet. Uh, and Morgan Elspeth is like, oh, I'm at your pleasure, Animal Thrawn. It's going to take about three cycles to get all this stuff going. And Chris, we see, uh, I don't know what looks like, caskets? What looks like, I don't know, boxes? I mean, people are speculating that uh, maybe we have some ancient Dathomirans and maybe the Nightseers are going to use some sort of magic to give Thrawn a new army. It could be, but also, like, Thrawn is someone who is aware of his surroundings and likes to study the culture. So, like, one of the interesting things he talks about, you know, he says that he knows Sabine. Part of the reason that he knows Sabine knows Sabine really well is that when he was basically tasked with hunting down this rebel cell, he did his research on on everyone. So Sabine is a known artist, and he went out of his way to actually, like, go collect some of her art so that he could get, like, into her mindset. And the same thing with Hera. Like, he um, he actually went down to Ryloth and, like, took over her parents, like, uh, I don't know, temple, mansion, whatever. And he was like, yeah, I, and I took your stuff so I can study, like, who you are. So I know who I'm up against. Like, he knows... the He knows the value of doing your homework. So if he's taking something, like... There's a there's a reason for it and there's a plan behind it. So whether it is like actually caskets or whether it's literally just some resources they found, um, what like it's there's a reason for him taking it because it's I mean it, it looks like a pretty desolate planet, which means if there's anything to take, then it's something that's worthwhile. And he immediately yeah. rolls in is like, yeah, let's load it all up. So like he this was always in the cards. Yeah, I wonder what it is. I mean. Uh, it, it's it's got to be something that propels us forward in, in the story that we need to have a movie because as we all know, or some of you who don't know, uh, the Disney Plus Star Wars series are going to culminate in a movie that Dave Floney is going to do. So there has to be some kind of major conflict that's coming that has to be resolved in that movie. So I wonder if it has something to do with something there. Mm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Night Sisters uh, alert Grand Admiral Thrawn that uh, there seems to be someone on the way. There is a loose thread that we didn't see. Someone riding the Travelers, a Jedi of sorts. And a Thrawn being the intellect that he is like, hmm, could it be the thought to be deceased, Ahsoka Tano? And they're like, hmm, unclear. <laughs> Some sort of Jedi that's coming through here. Like, hmm, okay. And then, you know, you love to see a smart character in any media, right? He's like, okay, let's assume that it's her until we know otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, because in any other thing, well, okay, let's just, okay, whatever. You know, but he's like, no, let's assume that it's her. That's he knows. the most likely person. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, okay, we also have a prisoner that these uh, mercenaries brought in. Oh, you didn't see anything about that. Yeah, it's uh, Sabine Wren. Oh, now that is a familiar name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, but and he's like, and who are you guys? Oh, this is uh, Balen Skull and he's apprentice uh, in Hati. Oh, then then you must be General Balen Skull of the Jedi uh, that I order. And you see the like, sisters like, uh, say what? <laughs> they look over like, huh? Ooh, <laughs> do we need to put them into some magic? <laughs> into some bindings? And, uh, I don't, dude, I, I love Balen Skull. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, he was just like, you know, I I was once a part of the Jedi Order. No longer. Man, it, like Dave Filoni accidentally made a more, in, to me, my own opinion, he accidentally made a more interesting story with Shin Hati and Balen Skull. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I, I don't care about finding Ezra. I, I don't care about Sabine or Ahsoka in this. Like, he made a more interesting story with Balin Skull and Shin Hati. I mean, the more they talk amongst themselves and the more you see you see them, I want to know more. I want a, a Tales of the Jedi 
explaining who they are, where they came from, and even where they go, like beyond this. I mm-hmm. mean, but if they survive this show, but man, just talking about you know uh, the Jedi Order and how he fell, and you know, Christian <laughs> even you know asking him questions like you know what is what are we doing here? What's the end goal? What are you after? Yeah, because even you know he, he didn't explain himself to his apprentice, but he's saying something along the lines of you know there's something here, there's an opportunity or something to mm-hmm. move things forward. You know, like with the the, the fall of the Jedi Order sixty six. Man, it's it, it's so crazy. He's been through so much. So I, I wonder what his plan is because he has something that he wants and he's going to get it through Thrawn. Yeah. Man, it's such such interesting characters. He hints at when, you know, he said, like, I, I lost everything when I was, like, around your age. And it's like, okay, like, what at what point did you leave? What point did you leave the Order? Because he clearly looked back and saw, like, the hubris. He's not looking back and be like, man, those are the good old days. He's looking back and be like, yeah, it was cool for a while, but then it got really messed Like, then the Jedi Order got messed up. So, like, he's definitely a guy who, like, saw the writing on the wall. To be honest, he sounds like Dooku. Like, watching the tales of the Jedi and seeing Dooku's thing, which is absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't watched that shit, get on it because it's phenomenal and i feel like he's kind of a stand-in for that kind of mindset because dooku it seemed like he didn't really want to become a sith but he didn't really have like much of a choice right um and balan seems like he's following a similar path and it's just it's badass and it's interesting everything that he says like when he talks about the past is just like keep talking keep going i want to know more dude seriously (laughs) i mean the more questions that i mean like the more questions that shin hati has the more mm-hmm. we do, I mean, Hell she's yeah. just like, yo, well, what are you after? What are you doing? Uh, what's going on? Am I a part of the plan? <laughs> and, and, and I love that, you know, she, he, he sort of explains Ezra a little bit and, uh, and Sabine and Shin Shin Hati says something along the lines of, oh, so kind of like me. And he's like, no, I trained you to be something more than a Jedi yeah. for the Jedi Order. And I was like, ooh, what's going on there? I want to see more. I want to know more. <laughs> Here it is, guys. It's the gray Jedi. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Man. Dude. So they bring up Sabine Wren, and she's just like, hmm, General Grievous, shorter than expected. <laughs> <laughs> I love nice. all exchange. Anakin Skywalker. I expected some of your reputation to be older. <laughs> General Grievous, <laughs> shorter than I expected. Jedi scum. <laughs> like, he hated, <laughs> like he hated that so much. He hated his height being called like, what? Because Mace Windu served him up, if you don't know. Mace That's Windu right. served him up, made, made, him, uh, made him hunch over. That's why he hunches and coughs. Oh, man. Just so Sabine's him. just like, you know, crunched him. Crunched him. That 2D animated him. <laughs> uh, so Sabine's just like, yo, listen, uh, Balin, we had a deal. I, you know, are you going to honor it? And uh, uh, Grand Animal Thrawn's just like, listen, I heard you help me out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard you help get me, get here, get me out. I'm going to honor what you have with Balin's skull. Okay. You this have the ability one. to go. Find Ezra Bidger, <laughs> go find him. But my ship is going to leave, and if you're not here when I when you're when I get back, you're going to be stranded. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not here fast enough, you are going to be stranded. So go go find your buddy <laughs> Ezra. And she's like, "You're just going to let me walk out of here?" You know, but I mean, smartly <laughs> kind of questioning it, right? This is Animal Thrawn, mm-hmm. just uh, sort of questioning the guy, being like, "All right, what's what's the plan here?" Because you're not like you play 40, 60 chess. <laughs> and he's like, no, you help me out, so whatever. Yeah. And, later, and it's revealed, he's just like, hmm, she'll have the ability to find Ezra Miller, as promised, and then you, Dark Jedi, will destroy her. <laughs> I was like, I knew it! I knew it! He wasn't going to let that rebel get away. He was like, bro, no. I am not chancing my second wind here, my second chance with this rebel. Absolutely, absolutely not. 
I have the ability to eliminate two birds. I'm going to take it. You know, thank you, Morgan Elizabeth, for bringing mercenaries. Put them to work. I don't care if they get back on the Chimera or not. I'm leaving. When I'm good, I'm leaving. If no one's on board the cruise ship, I'm leaving like tourists who are not used to cruising. We're chumming the waters and seeing what happens, but we're, we're out of here. Hell yeah. But yo, <laughs> so, so Sabine, uh, yo, that exchange cruise, Sabine was kind of... I don't know. She was just kind of popping off a bit too much at, at, at Thrawn and everybody there. Cause the nice, the nice, they can throw her off that tower off the top of Isengard, <laughs> like chill out, chill out. She's like, yeah, I don't want to waste any more time. You, you guys got to ride for me. Uh, oh yeah. You wouldn't understand Thrawn friendship. I was like, bro, chill, chill. You're in, you're in his favor, but chill. Right. It's just like, uh, oh my God. It's just like, uh, what's it, the head Lannister. When he's talking to uh, the tiny girl who has no name, you know, he he mm. joined her company. He liked her. But when she got a bit too snippy, he's like, careful, girl. I enjoy you, but be careful. <laughs> I was Later. like, Sabine, be careful. Thrawn's like, thank you for bringing the ship here and my way out. But chill out <laughs> like you need to calm down. All right. She's like, yeah, I think Thrawn, stupid. All right. Give me a ride. So I can go fight Ezra. OK, cool. I <laughs> chill. Chill, they could toss you off. Get out of here. And the, and the nicest is like they weren't playing around. They're like, she reeks of a Jedi. They look like they wanted to kill her just for smelling like a Soka. Yeah. <laughs> yo, they're about to square up with her. I was like, yo, they're about to kill her just based on that. You know, but Balin's like, yeah, okay, chill, chill, chill. She's with me. We have, a, we have a deal. All right, all right, all right. Holy hell, the Night Sisters, man. And Chris, is it because, is there some sort of beef? The Night Sisters have directly with the Jedi Order because what? Well, why, why were they so mad? Oh, she speaks of Jedi, this one. I was like, whoa. Huh? I mean, probably that I'm not remembering. <laughs> but for the most part, they oh, just okay. have, you know, they just have like different motivations. Like they definitely, because they, they pretty much align themselves with the Sith. Let's put it that way, right? Like they align themselves mm. with Dooku. Because basically when... Uh, after Asajj Ventress got kicked out, Dooku shows up at the Night Sisters and is like, "Hey, the Queen Mother's like, um, I need an apprentice." So they went, "Okay, go go talk to the guys." And then that's where he gets um, a, a Savage Oppress, uh, Maul, Darth Maul's brother, becomes his apprentice for a while. Um, so like, they they know they know where their their allegiances is. Ah, Cage Richter brings something good. Maybe the Jedi frown on their use of the Force, like blood magic. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, that that could be a good idea. Yeah, because the Jedi are like, listen, we're all about you know peace and a certain way to use the Force, and blood magic is definitely you know on, it's on the darker side. Yeah, very very unsavory, and it's probably why it wasn't talked. Like the the it probably was the reason why it wasn't really talked about. Maybe in the OG, also because they didn't think about it then. But they're really <laughs> like, listen, we're not going to talk about that part of the force. Okay, mm -hmm. it's evil. It's bad. Don't even don't even talk about it, right? Because even like in, in the prequels, they're like, Anakin, don't even worry about any part of the dark side. Don't even think about anything like that. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting these ideas from, but just put those aside. And Anakin's like, what? Should we use all parts of the force? Well, mm -hmm. well, I don't know about that. You know, Um, yeah. So Grand Thrawn's like, all right, here's uh here's this howler, here's this uh like monkey dog puppet <laughs> CG thing. Uh, uh rodent of ahead. unusual size. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's <laughs> the thing where with like an elf head and like the body <laughs> of this gigantic wolf. Dude, I was so confused because like there was a there was like a shot from like outside the, the minister, if you will, and you see like the shadows of these things. And one of the big parts of the later seasons of uh, of Rebels is this idea of these loath wolves, which are just like really 
big wolves um, that are tied into the force. And so when I saw them, I'm like, oh, so that's like just a, like a big dog. And then it shows up. I'm like, that just looks like a really bizarre looking ro- like loath wolf, but like with a rat face. I was like, it's a wolf, but it's also a rat. It's weird. I was very confused when those things showed up. I was like, all right, they're going to ride it. That's cool. But like, how many things are we going to make that just looks like a giant dog? <laughs> hey, maybe if Foyle likes dogs, maybe he's a dog person. He's like, listen, as many dog aliens as you can make, I want them. I want them dogs in here. Dogs and it's all about dogs and <laughs> dog, Filoni, just dog, just dogs, whales, and and little turtles. He likes turtles. Man, Filoni <laughs> is such a nerd. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so she goes out in order to find Ezra, and I'm like, wait a minute, how is she possibly? It, this is an entire planet, and they've been gone for. I mean, it's it's been years. You know, I think it's about. Ten, I think it's about ten years. Supposedly. Wow, it's been ten years. So, yeah. uh, and, and it's interesting how Thrawn really didn't know where Ezra was. He, he was like, listen, you can go find your friend, but it, there's a chance that he's dead. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. But I was like, listen, last time we saw you guys, he was on the deck of the Chimera with you. Maybe after they jumped through, he had to run for his life. You know, he's like, oh, gotta, gotta get out of here. There's still a lot, a lot of <laughs> well, stormtroopers on board. Exit stage left even. Uh, and you get out of there. But man, it, I'm like, how is Sabine going to find Ezra? I mean, she's on this alien planet. She's on hmm. this alf head dog wolf puppy thing and <laughs> she's just gonna just I, I what how is how is it how is it this is it doesn't make any sense you know but uh as as the infamous uh, ryan from pitch meeting says oh she does it with bailing inconvenience <laughs> <laughs> she starts just roaming through runs into a bunch of bandits though you know the not sand people send people uh we need oh we need God. to take a shot or a drink or a tally of how many things dave <laughs> filoni is just doing from star wars oh, I you mean the tuscan redders <laughs> yo you covered that's good the You're tuscan welcome. redders wow yep. dot chris sign seal tm copyright <laughs> it, it is there you go disney pay him for for the rights the tuscan redders <laughs> man that's really good. I like that, right? Because like they have their own language, they have their own cool outfits and cool look. You know, the, yeah. your typical band of bandits that come through, right? So Sabine's <laughs> going through, and those guys are like these are our lands in their own language. I, I am assuming, and she's just like I'm trying to find my friend. They're like, kill her, take her stuff. You know, this is a barren planet. She starts fighting, uh, you know, with her Mandalorian guile and men. Oh gosh, I mean, some people might, might might hate me for this, but man, I, I really, really need some studios to implore the use of stunt people. And on the Disney payroll, there is some fantastic and incredible stunt people. Some men and women uh, who do some incredible stunts. I follow a lot of them on social media. They, they post like they're just regular practices and workouts and stuff they shoot on themselves on their own timelines. Um, and also the stuff they worked in with Marvel, with Disney. I mean, they. I mean, the like the people who have doubled for Black Widow, for Captain America, for all all these, uh, you know, for Scarlet Witch, all these different women throughout Marvel and Star Wars. I really need to like have them implored more because yes, if your actor is good enough to shoot the action within the frame of the camera, it's going to look amazing. But when they don't sell it, and by sell it, I mean the fight. It looks like my two nieces who are both two years old and five years old with us playing in the backyard with sword. It, it looked look like, it look, <laughs> I mean, my own personal opinion, it looked like my, my two nieces in the backyard when I'm playing with them or playing with like swords and like Nerf guns and stuff. Man, this is nothing to do with the actress herself, right? Her craft is performance, is acting. It's not stunt work. It's not sword work. It's not fight work. Her craft 
the actress playing Sabine Wren is to put on a good performance. That's what she studied. That's what she learned. It's not on her that it looks like she's struggling to hit some marks and the stunt people or in the suits are waiting for her, just like Daisy Ridley in that that, that throne room scene. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And then, because I, I watched the fight a couple of times and I'm like, oh man, this is this is crazy. Also, I'm, bad I'm sign. I'm so bummed that she doesn't have her like helmet, like to be honest. Like I was like, you just yeah. had to leave the helmet behind. But if you had it, then we could have made this way cooler instant stunt person and then boom like because like she, she sees a mandalorian who mm. is very proficient at fighting but it didn't look like that because you're trying to have the actor like and, and feloni i get it you're trying to have and the director of this one you're trying to have the actor in camera because it looks better when they can do it but don't just have the actor in camera for the sake of having them in camera when they can't pull off the stunts believably when they can't sell it to the audience i mean if i don't know well, watch it back a couple times and there you go Boom. She, she's getting worked. She's using her Mandalorian stuff. And then she pulls out her lightsaber because she was getting worked too much. She's like, all right, that's it. Lightsaber. <laughs> easy mode. Easy mode. Cut, cut, slice, slice. And one runs away like a Muppet. There we go. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that looked great. And also bad sign, right? I'm watching live action Star Wars premiere episode I've never seen before. I hate when, when I get bored of something and I just look at my phone. And, and during that, that fight sequence, I'm sorry. This is not the actress's fault at all this is the director and the people making decisions not having the mindset to be like okay this doesn't look that great let's get a stunt person in here ilm will fix the face or whatever we need you know let's get some behind the shots or shoot it better to where the action looks better because if you have a star war let's have some action let's have some star wars stuff in there you know it, it's not let's just not have it be a drama with dialogue from beginning to end let's put some action scenes in there but let's also make them good we live in a world now where we have seen millions of people around the world have seen with their optic stems, with their eyeballs, John Wick. We cannot live in a time where we pretend that doesn't exist. Okay, we cannot live in a time before John Wick. Okay, we have to live in the time now. Look at what you're shooting. Does it look, guys, I work in production. Look at what you're shooting. Does it look good? Is it believable? Is it sellable? And if the people making the decisions can't see that it's not, we just need to hire some new people. I'm just saying, we just we just need some better eyeballs in a room. We need some better people. We need someone who can say, okay, not the actress's fault. Let's get the stunt person in here. ILM will fix the face in, in post. Boom, there we go. Her job is put on performance, which I think she's doing really well, but it's not on her to be a stunt person. It's not. Anyway, that aside, uh, she she finds Ezra. Her, her her dog thing comes upon this uh, alien tree turtle source <laughs> thingy, and then they, they get to the village, and then here he is. Now, Chris, Ooh. last time we saw Ezra, he was mm -hmm. younger. He blasted off into hyperspace yep. with yep. Thrawn. He said, "I'm relying on all of you, counting on you, Sabine." Boom! Intro, Ezra. As Rebels fan, tell me what was going through your mind. Tell me your reaction. Boom, there's Ezra. Who is this homeless person coming out <laughs> from behind the turtle hut? <laughs> it's been a while. He's no shaving kit It's been there. a while. I mean, of, like, of course. You know, whatever. Beard. All right. He's been out here for a while. But I don't know. It was it was like, all right, cool. It was very exciting. I was like, all right, cool. They found Ezra. Again, didn't wait till the last episode. So, like, big ups on that one. Again, like just like uh, right now, the two big cliffhangers I thought were like could happen haven't happened, which is great 
Because, like, give me some resolution. And, again, this is probably going to end with a cliffhanger anyways, but not where we thought. So, I'm good with that. He steps out. He's pumped. He's he's excited to see to see Sabine. I don't know. It, it happened. It There wasn't much else to it besides, like, hey, what took you so long? And then he's there. Wait, that's the reaction you saw Ezra? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I don't know. It was like, cool, we found him, woohoo. But also, like, can I, like, can I buy you breakfast or something, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so his look wasn't what, what you were expecting. You're expecting sort of, I don't know what I was else. expecting. It, I, it was fine. But just not that. It was fine, not, but not like, that. also, like, it's the token, you know, I don't know, guy's been lost in. Like Doctor Livingston, I presume, like he's been lost in the jungle, and like he's got a like. Of course, he's got a beard, but it's it is like a little jarring that like we've seen this dude when he was a kid, and then all of a sudden he's got this like big ass thick beard. Um, whatever, it's 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 fine. It was it all happened very quickly. The moment happened, and then then they you know talked about nothing, and then moved off screen, and then moved, <laughs> then we moved on with the episode. <laughs> I wanted some I wanted some emotion from from S- S- Sabine, you know. I wanted a a better moment here cuz man, I I am seeing a lot of uh man, I feel I feel like Mugatu, I want taking crazy pills. I'm not even a fan of Rebels and I was like, okay, here's the moment. Here's where she's going to like go crazy and scream and just like jump on the guy, you know, that that's her friend and and not love interest, love interest, okay? But it's not so the character. She, like, the character wouldn't do that. The character is, like, very, like, standoff. And, like, she, you know, she talks shit because she keeps people at arm's length. So I under- I do understand that they didn't do that. But it was, like, weirdly, like, But to a general officer who doesn't know Rebels in the character, like, it yeah. seems strange. Yeah. It seems strange. Because throughout this whole series, right, we've been hearing about, and guys, from the perspective of people who aren't Rebels fans, right, we've been hearing about this guy, Ezra. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing about this guy, Thrawn. Uh, to me, the series has failed to, and I sort of brought this up on other podcasts, about uh, explaining who they are and why they're important, right? So we keep hearing this word, Ezra, Ezra. I have no idea, you know, if I'm a general audience member, who he is. I only know from tertiary knowledge of looking at the key episodes of Rebels and, like, watching the important parts, um, who he is. But as a general audience member, people are like, okay, I have no idea who this guy is. It's a friend of theirs. The characters care. But the show hasn't made me care about why we need to find this guy, you know. So here he is. The explanation is he's a friend to this girl we see in front of us, right? Sister Bean Wren. He's such a great friend and they've been through so much that she gave a way to find him to the bad guy. When her former master, or I guess now Master Ahsoka, was like, destroy that map because that's going to bring back the big bad who's with him. And he sacrificed a lot to bring him to another galaxy far away from us to bring down the Empire. So if you don't destroy that map, he, that big bad is going to come back. And she was like, this is my friend that I love so much, that I care about so much. I I am willing (coughs) to bring him back and give this uh, MacGuffin to the bad guys in order to see him again. So to me, as an audience member, that's what I'm being shown. Like, okay, like here he is. And she's just like, hey... I'm like what? <laughs> what? It's so strange. It's so strange. But if that's the character of of Sabine, then I guess it, it played correctly. But I, I mean, you, you guys, you, you got to figure there are more people who are live action didn't see Rebels, Star Wars fans, or people that are. 
And movies often placate to a general audience, you know, movies, TVs will placate to a general audience just to get a point across, a story across, their plot across. But I think Filoni's so hyper-focused on Rebels fans that he's like, okay, this is how the character would react. And I guess that's fine. But it was very strange. You know, she sees him he's and been she's like... spending a lot of time on vibes over, like, let's let's really establish these characters for, like, for people who haven't been been in it. He's yeah. definitely leaning heavy on on what he's established before, which is fine mm. for those of us who have seen it. Um, but for those folks that haven't, it's... You're... you're you're missing out. And I get that. Yeah. And get just that. like, just like I was just saying earlier, you know, like uh, my, my dad's an OG Star Wars fan, watched it from the beginning in a movie theater. And he mm. said, he's enjoying the Ahsoka show. But then uh, as I was explaining certain points and key things, like, like he was realizing more and more that he wasn't getting the show. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and to me, that's such a big disconnect. Like, he's enjoying it at, at face value as not mm-hmm. seeing any of the animated stuff. Um, but as I explained more, okay, this is Ezra, this is Thrawn, this is blah, 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 blah. And then going over it, it's like, huh. He's like, huh, huh. The more I explain, the more he's like, like, you don't, so you're not understanding the show. So you're not really getting it. And he's just like. Yeah, it should have been the equivalent of them rescuing Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt. Like, that should have been the type of moment that we were looking for. And like, but again, with that, we've had several movies establishing, uh, you know, that character but like you know a trilogy of a movie is different than like okay here's an animated tv show that we're now jumping to a live action tv show that's shot like a movie yeah i mean and it's sort of the conversation they have because she's just like oh you know oh sabine you're here how did you get here uh did, did, did what i do worked and she was like she, well he was like he's like hey you're here uh, did, it, did it work he's like yes it worked what you did work he's like okay well how did you how did you get here how did you find I me i undone all i undid all your shit <laughs> right, and, and then and then to me my personal opinion she selfishly goes she's like hey can can i just be happy that i found you can i just have that let's let's talk about that later how i got here let's talk about all the important information you want to know after not seeing me for a decade and and being stranded here on a planet by yourself making the ultimate sacrifice of summoning these space whales who can jump into hyperspace and attaching them to the hull of an imperial charter server one of the most evil bad intelligent bad guys that ever existed and now you're over here you've been here by yourself and i'm here now can i just have my emotions can i just have my feelings please can you just let me have them and can he's we like save sure. this for the next episode i was like what <laughs> i was like selfish and i'm like like bro oh but like like i guess i mean i don't know this to be in character but is she like like a selfish piece of shit because i'm just like no like, she's th- not like, think about <laughs> think about the sacrifice he made and like and, mm-hmm. and from his perspective he he did all that blasted off and then on his end he probably still had to fight theron and fight to get out of that chimera mm-hmm. and get to the planet surface i mean there was still a lot of stormtroopers dude he probably had to run for his life i mean how, how is he st- he's probably still on the run you know, or, or yeah. Thrawn let him go. He's like, hey, we're both stranded here. I don't know, but I got to imagine at one point he ran for his life in order to be saved because Thrawn was pissed, absolutely pissed. And as an Imperial officer, a rebel right in front of you who stopped you and you understand that you've he's put you in a, in, a, in a precarious situation where you can't get back, like, I would be so mad and I would try to freaking kill him. So I, from running for, for, for decades, for 10 years, from hiding out, and here's your here's your here's Sabine oh my god how did you get here and she's like can I just be happy can you let me have my emotions please why are you asking me we'll talk about that later my god I'm like what is this what a piece of shit anyway 
Uh, but I would have loved it if they were like, Sabine, it's you. And she's like, Ezra, oh, they hug, they embrace. My God, you're still alive. You're still alive. How did you work? Mm-hmm. Yes, it worked. Okay, what happened? Where, where's Rod? Oh, you won't believe what happened. And then they start like, you know, they can do like like, like, a, like a cut of Fade or Flash Away. And then we come back, you know, to signify that there's patches of time that she told him everything that transpired. So we don't have to go through it again because we saw it already. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's all that happened. But no, it's just like. Uh, continue to next episode <laughs> i know tell your story now tell the story tell the story now tell it now tomorrow is not promised we got an asteroid can hit earth tomorrow okay like god forbid but we gotta be fucking gone tomorrow tell your story now bruce willis here. wouldn't let that happen because <laughs> it was easier to make oil drillers and astronauts and astronauts to oil drillers. it's true <laughs> I love that movie, dude. It's so kooky. What am I going to say? Say what best. you will about how ridiculous that movie is. It is one of the best movies ever made. Dude, like, we, my family used to watch it often. <laughs> I mean, it was just like a feel good, like, hell it's yeah. It's the America, perfect that movie. America movie. <laughs> it really is. It's so good. Oh, my God. I have to watch it. I have to watch it like, like recently, like now. You gotta do uh, it. But in any case, man, yeah. So Sabine Wren and Ezra Miller meet up and they have that little conversation in the Turtle Village and. Man, ah, dude. So, uh, oh yeah, how did this thing end off? Yeah, uh, th- that I, was basically I, I it. Blew my brain cells out. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. Then, uh, then Balin and Shin are run into the uh, to the uh, raid the 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 Tuscan Redders, and then they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna help us. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, it was cut to uh, cut to credits. Ah, that's yes. right. They're gonna speak through the force and then understand each other, right? Like, I was like, how are they going to help each other? Oh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. I mean, I guess it's cool that they attacked her and then they just like left the two of them alone because reasons. Because reasons. <laughs> From the chat, KJ Richter, the two things I need to know after this episode what is a calling out to Balin? Right? Like, he said, there's something calling out here. And he said to mm-hmm. Shin, can you feel it? I'm like, ooh, is there some sort of ancient jedi thing there there has to be i mean the night sisters i mean it was uh it, did the night sisters say if it was their world or if their because there's like night yeah, sister so, statues monoliths yeah so it sounds like like they had a whole civilization there for a long time and then at some point some of the night sisters left that world and came traveled through the galaxy like into the new galaxy where they set up on dathomir um is kind of thing but that's a very ancient area so one thing and i don't know i don't know that this is going but it gave me some serious vibes was that um one thing that they ran into uh on lothal in rebels was this giant force wielding creature called the bendu who is like kind of felt like a giant like god like he was like just this big like kind of rock monkey dude um that you know helped that helped them out could foresee is like the the really like vague sage kind of pissed off at the world. So he kind of lives on his own dude. Uh, and that something away the Balin that Balin was talking made me feel like, Oh, maybe there's like a big like being here and like that. No, that knows more that can like shape the, how this will all turn out. Um, and I could be wrong, mm. but for some reason looking around, seeing all the rocks and things talking about this, like thing you can't see that you can kind of feel, but you don't know what's going on. Give me that Bendu vibes. <laughs> now, Bendu, yeah, maybe there's an ancient creature there or some ancient temple or part of the force that he can harness, something he can use. Maybe he goes super soon. Maybe Filoni gives us like a new form of Jedi through all this. Mm. And he spends three three episodes powering up. 
<laughs> oh, we only got two K- left. That won't happen. Also from KJ, uh, what is Thrawn bringing back to the galaxy in those crates? What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah. Unclear, but it's clearly it's important. The man, the man is he's got a plan. He's been waiting for this for ten years. He's been prepping yeah. to go back, and he knows that like there's an empire waiting for him. Like that's why he teamed up with the, the Night Sisters. Like this is this is it. He's like I'm going back, and I'm taking over. Yeah, like what if what if uh, you know there's speculation that their caskets and their uh, ancient warriors that are like in the catacombs, right? So maybe they're exhuming them, bringing them back on, and then when when uh, uh, Thrawn goes back to the uh, the basic galaxy, the Night Sisters mm-hmm. are going to animate them, and Thrawn will have an army because when he gets back, he needs to have a bigger garrison. I mean, so it, I, I think Thrawn would assume that the Empire was either defeated or sort of thinned out, right? It's mm-hmm. been some time, especially what was happening at the end of Rebels there. So I think he would assume, okay, I need to increase my numbers. He can't just go back to the basic galaxy and be like, okay, hey, where's everybody? Hey, everybody's still here? Hello, is this thing on? Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if there's going to be some Night Sister magic in them, you know, bringing it up. Maybe there's some uh, Death of Mirans in those things. Maybe, Maybe they're an, an ancient force or something like that. You know, it could be a Lord of the Rings thing with the men of the mountain get reanimated to reveal <laughs> their oath <laughs> and fight. So uh, the can- way is shut. <laughs> what you said by those who kept it. Oh man, but uh, yeah, it's 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 so crazy. Kid director, and what was unsaid about uh, how she got there, and that means the sacrifice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would have loved it if she just like, yep, this is it. Oh, so I'm happy to see you, like little, little hug and stuff like that. And here, here we go, some 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 human emotion. But uh, yeah, we get <laughs> get other things. That's fine. Also, uh, yeah, so this was a great episode of The Sabine Show in Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told that, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Filoni's style, he, he will take an episode to uh, sort of expand on a character, explain them, get mm-hmm. through them. Uh, you know, but, but, but to me, it just seems like, okay, well, this is The Ahsoka Show. Maybe you should have renamed it something else, especially yeah. you seeing that, okay, we're spending a lot of time with different characters which is fine but if we're calling it ahsoka i expected more of ahsoka and to me i i, I don't i'm not i'm not getting the same stuff i'm getting from ahsoka i'm with with sabine i know more going on with sabine and balen skull mm. and and that than i am with, with ahsoka there's Ahsoka's been one just episode like, of ahsoka yeah dude, the rest she, of it ahsoka's has been just, rebels too <laughs> dude, yeah ahsoka's just kind of just been along for the ride here she's just been yep. going along i mean she's inside of a giant space whale Mm-hmm. Which I still think is ridiculous. <laughs> Whatever, uh, but yeah. Uh, so, Chris, what, what do you think of the of this episode? Uh, it was good. I'm glad that we got to where we like needed to be, and like now, now it, we're in we're in the end game, right? Like they mission mission accomplished. Like we figured out how to get to where we are. Now, how are they going to get back? How are they going to resolve this thing? Where okay, we're now pretty much stranded <laughs> on this strange planet. Um, Ahsoka's coming. We know Ahsoka's coming, right? Um, the the guy that we exiled here is about to go back. Well, because of what I did, um, and this planet is strange properties. Like the two of the, the three people that got us here, like had had their own separate agenda of of coming out here. So what's going on? Uh, yeah, I I honestly I don't know where we're gonna go from here because I kind of wasn't expecting that we would ever get to this point this soon. I thought this was going to be where, like, the finale and dumb tune-in-next-week shenanigans. Um, 
So I'm excited that we get two episodes to uh, to bring it all home. Yeah, man, we got two more episodes left of Star Wars Ahsoka and then back to the dark times of no more Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> back to the dark times. And, you know, I, I think that's why a lot of people are really uh, attached themselves to this show because, you know, after this, it's sweet. really don't have anything for a while. Mm. So they're just trying to absorb and, uh, and enjoy Star Wars. And that's that's perfectly fine. If you love this thing, more power to you. Uh, the episode was was good overall. Obviously, some some picky nits but other than that um yeah i don't know where the next two episodes are going to end off uh, i still think that uh, as much as i love seeing anakin skywalker and that whole clover thing was cool i think thrawn should have been the mid-season uh reveal the big pop yeah. i think thrawn should have been like the big thing in the movie theater like sure seeing anakin was cool love hitting christensen's redemption uh thing there i love that we got to see some Clone Wars and, you know, uh, shout outs to, to, to Miss Greenblatt, who played young Ahsoka. She got to shine. She was also in Barbie, again, by the way. Young Gamora, young I didn't realize it. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. She's one of yeah. the brats. She's one of the little girls who's based on the Bradstall. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so she's an everything. Yo, good for her. Yo, W Agent. Yo, how are you? Like, she, she, she's 16 and she's been in the biggest properties on the planet. Hell w yeah. W Agent. <laughs> Whatever she signed up with, man. Uh, if I was an actor, I'd be like, yo, who, who is she? With? I, need, I need to get aboard that agency. They're Crushing winning it. over there. Holy crap, you know? Absolutely. I mean, shout out the parents who they're like, our daughter's winning. Marvel, Star Wars, Barbie. <laughs> Yo, she's winning. <laughs> Drowning in this money. We're Scrooge Everything. McDucking in the basement right now. Yeah, and, and shout outs to her. Like, uh, listen, I, I saw some people critique her. Listen, she's young. She's 16. I think she did a yeah. good job. Some people were like, oh, not that great. I'm like, I don't know what y'all saw, but I thought she did a fantastic yeah. job. Okay, as young Gamora, she killed it. As young as Soka... She killed it. Her facial expressions, her getting across the pain and the anguish, her getting across the uneasiness, the nervousness, the anxiety, yeah. like everything. She was young Ahsoka, Ahsoka was with old Ahsoka's brain job. being like, yeah, this was kind of messed up that it was 14 years old and freaking leading armies in here and like not understanding the weight of that. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literal actual <Yep>. child soldier, <laughs> which is super messed up. Yeah, if you think about it. But man, I, I think Ariana Grande yeah. did a fantastic job, bang up job. So you know, people will critique. I'm like, yo, she's like, she, she's, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get with, with younger people, right? I mean, I mean, Millie Bobby Brown knocked out of the park, you know, when she was 13 or something like that when Stranger Things came about. You never know what you're going to get. Some of them, you know, come across and they're not that great. They're used for one property. And then boom, that's it. Some of them like, wow, this person's got some yeah. serious acting chops. Let's keep using them. And, you know, fortunately for her, I, I, I think she's got it. So, I mean, hey, uh, hopefully, uh, I, you know, we see her, you know, but hopefully later on the line, you know, they put her as like a main in, in some sort of property because like she's been great yeah. so far. Absolutely killing it, you know. But uh, yes, uh, the next two episodes, not sure where we're going to end up here. Are we going to get back to our galaxy? How is that going to happen? We're just going to hop back into the Purgles. <laughs> Are we going to take over the eye of Scion that uh, Morgan Elspeth used to come over here? Who knows? Will Thrawn make it back? Will we get back to our galaxy? Tune in next time. But uh, yeah, guys, let us know what you thought about the episode of Ahsoka and where do you want it to go? Where is these last two episodes ending off? We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time. Ciao.